my name is Fleece. I am a compulsive overeater. And um, just to get the stats out, I came to Overeaters Anonymous on November 30th, 2007, and was struck abstinent at that time. I'm one of those lucky ones. And so I have 13 years of um, refraining from compulsive eating and really um, a lot of compulsive behaviors. A lot of my abstinence has to do with behaviors. So um, I about 100 pounds of weight loss. I, I've done 100 pounds a million times, a million, maybe four or five times. I, I don't know how many in my lifetime. Um, but the difference is I've never kept it off for 13 years. Usually it's about a minute, two minutes before I start eating again, you know, maybe five, maybe five, I, you know. Um, and um, I also spent a lot of time trying to figure out why am I, you know, what is this? I didn't know. And it wasn't until I came to my first meeting that I learned that I had uh, an allergy of the body and obsession of the mind. I didn't know that before. I just knew, you know, I was always fat, put on a, my di- uh, first diet. I think I was about seven years old. Um, I was always what I thought was a really nice girl. Uh, I learned differently <laughs> doing the step work, maybe not so nice. Um, but um, I did come from a really loving family. I always knew I was loved. And I don't come, there, there's no that I know of any alcohol, drugs, or behaviors that are not just pretty leave it to beaverish or whatever. It's, uh, you know, just a really loving, wonderful family, very demonstrative and all that. Yet, I, I never felt right, you know, and so um, really what Overeaters Anonymous has given me is the opportunity to not really, to stop searching for what's wrong. I, I now know it's wrong, and it doesn't matter how I got here. What, what matters is I am a compulsive overeater. That's who I am. And when I first got here, I um, didn't like that everybody went around the room and said, I'm a compulsive overeater. Because I was of the school of, you know, the laws of attraction thing. I thought that would be bad to keep saying that. And, and then I learned I need to remember that, that I'm a compulsive overeater because I have a, a selective memory about that. And so I can, I can think I'm not a compulsive overeater. And I can get into trouble not remembering that I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm not like my friends who aren't. I'm not. I have a whole different thing going on, and it's an allergy of body, obsession of the mind. Um, so, um, you know, I on and you know did every diet known to mankind. You know, I'm 65 years old. There's been a lot of diets since I was born, um, and like I said, at, starting at seven years old, I, I was put on a diet. So I've, I've done everything: injection of yak urine or whatever it was, and the you know the um, smelling fish emulsion, the Schick Center, and spitting it out in a cup. And, you know, Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig, every everyone. I think if someone mentioned one, it would really shock me if I had not been on it. Um, and I was this really goody two shoes girl. Yet, you know, it's really funny. I was taking you know Black Beauties as a drug. They came from a doctor, but really they were it was speed. I was taking. You know, again, I could really judge everybody about, you know, why do you take drugs and why do you drink so much? You know, because I'm, you know, so perfect that I am. 
And with that is perfectionism. I'm always, I'm an overachiever. I, you know, always the head of the class. I, you know, so I never think that I really thought that there was really anything wrong with me because I had, you know, externally you could see, you know, I had a good job. I had a lot of friends. I had, I had, I had all external. And so what really program has given me is an opportunity to go inside and see what the hell's going on here. And um, because this meeting is focusing on 10, 11, 12, I want to I stay in that bucket for everybody. And, um, and this continue, number 10, to continue to take um, personal inventory and when we're wrong, promptly admitted it. You know, um, one of the things that I had as a tool for myself, because I never did take personal inventory and never admitted I was wrong, uh, I always had, I was a constant eater, constant, constant, constant constant my face in I couldn't drive I could do anywhere without a bucket of candy or something to soothe me because I didn't know about my own um, feelings I didn't know I knew happy and sad and sleepy maybe <laughs> and so I have a long list that I call my seven dwarfs list and has many many feelings on it and the first few years of program I had to really look and see what am I feeling here what's happening here because it's usually not hunger. I was feeling something. And so I, I, one of my things about abstinence is I don't, um, I don't eat when I have a, an emotion. And it could be a good, you know, something that's positive or negative. I just don't eat when there's an emotion happening. I, I really keep a barrier from that. And that's been really helpful, helpful to me. And a lot of this, uh, personal inventory is how am I feeling? What is going on? And when I've said something that's not so nice to somebody, uh, you know, thank God I have the awareness now that I didn't have. And my goal now is to not have anything on my resentment list. Every day, I don't want a resentment because I don't want to go there. So I work really hard at not having a resentment and cleaning things up immediately. I don't even wait till that night when I do my 10th step. I don't even wait because there's something wrong. And I remember before pro, uh, before program, I always had this angst in, in me and that I wanted to fill with food when something happened with a friend or a colleague or a boss or whatever. I always had that awful feeling. And I just stuffed it with food and then it eventually kind of goes away because I kept stuffing, you know. So, so now um, I really do promptly admit it. I have no problem saying inappropriate. And even if someone says, oh, no, no, it's okay. And I said, well, it might be, but it was to you, but it still was inappropriate. And you need to know that. So, um, you know, I have a, a keener awareness thanks to doing the steps. I've done the steps uh, formally in a, a year commitment, um, big book study group where you commit for a year. I've done that three times. And then I've done the step work with my sponsor. And then I take sponsees also through the steps. So I've done that with them um, so many times. Um, and um, I do the, um, in step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve my conscious contact with God. When I first started program, I wasn't sure exactly the God thing. I grew up Jewish. Um, and... And so I, you know, I just didn't, I didn't believe in a scary God at all, but I didn't know what there was. And, but then 
someone said it could be a higher power of my understanding, and I thought, oh, okay, that's cool. And so I went to the beach. I live in the South Bay of Los Angeles, you know, really close to the ocean. And I went to the ocean, and I went, okay, well, that ocean, when it the waves break, I, I can't do anything about that. Now, can I? There's something bigger than me here. And for a while, it was just that. And then I was in program for just a couple of months, and I had to have surgery on my shoulder. And the weirdest thing happened to me. I was on the gurney where they're going to move you to the operating table, and I felt this sensation of like a hug from behind. And I went, ah, God. It was just this weird thing that happened. And, And I was like, okay. And really what I've come to believe that God resides in inside of me, for me here. And it's the exact place I used to stuff. And I, I remember that feeling of just wanting to stuff this hole, I had this giant hole. And so that's where I call God, God for me, not a higher power. And that's where, and, and it's the... It is that still voice inside, and, and, and that voice is very different than my diseased voice. That diseased voice is a negotiator. The, the one inside me, the God part, is not a negotiator. It's a knowing voice. It's very quiet. And it's also, I'm an artist, and so I, I tap into that. You know, for art, I always have, but I didn't make the connection. And so now I can, I can incorporate those. So, um, and I also, often I just say, God, I know you're with me. I don't talk to God externally. I say, I know you're with me. And that's my prayers start that way. I know you're with me. You know, thank you for whatever. Um, and uh, I'm not real. Uh, I do meditation, not, not as regularly as being in contact with God. But I also feel like meditation is a way to get you to God and I'm there. So I, I don't get worried about it. That's ten. Thank you. And um, and you know I do service like you know I'm doing tonight tomorrow morning at eight. Do I want to get up that early? Heck no. But I am leading a meeting. You know down here. Luckily I don't have to get dressed and go. So you know it's doing that kind of thing. And and I sponsor. You know so um, and what I didn't realize I, I remember I, I fighting my my sponsor about being a sponsor she goes you need a sponsor and I'm like I don't want to sponsor you know and I just you know I was like so you know I know better and and so I did because I have to take direction that's part of the deal and um and then the gift you get from sponsoring is unbelievable it's unbelievable so um that's sort of my 10 11 12 I have a visual I'm gonna I think I can do this of me in the bigger days so I don't know if you can see that. I also have dark hair. When I, this is natural. That was natural. So there was a lot in between. Uh, you know, so, you know, I was a big girl. And, um, you know, is it easier to be physically uh, not, you know, not have an extra 100 pounds on me? Absolutely. But the most precious thing about program is I don't have the crazies. I don't have. You know, I, I, I realized the other day. And I don't know for how long this has happened. I eat on a salad plate. I don't know when that happened. I couldn't even tell you when that happened. You know, I don't go back, you know, for a second round of food. Uh, but now my, my plate's a 
something. No one told me to do that. I don't know why it happened, but it's like, oh, guess we're doing that. And um, and I, there's a lot of behaviors I don't do. I told you about the not having a heightened emotion. Um, I don't do um, uh, concoctions, you know, start mixing weird things together that aren't really a recipe because I know, and especially if there's butter and sugar involved, I know. I do not abstain, I do not abstain from flour or sugar. There's in my life. But I don't have issues. I do have, there are a handful of foods that I do have issues with and I haven't had in 13 years. Um, one is cookie dough and cake batter. Not proud of it, but it made me crazy. Um, you know, I live in the San Fernando Valley, which is 185,000 degrees. And I would buy those tubes when I was a kid and hide them in my closet and squish them out, eat them. I mean, that's, you know, disgusting. But that I did it, you know. And so... Um, I love cake batter and cookie dough, but you know, I haven't had it in 13 years and I don't care. I mean, I still can bake and not have it. It's not a problem for me. And I just am neutral on food. It's just not a big deal. I can have a conversation with you at a party and talk to you and not look past you to see what's on the food table. I don't care what's on the food table. I know I won't starve. You know, I don't have to be there in line first. I, you know, none of that's an issue any longer. And I'm just so grateful that um that i'm here you know and that my situation became such that i found overuse anonymous and you know i came in the door thinking you guys were all pretty weird and i was better you know because you know when you wear, wear size 28 you pretty much know how 